What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the 20th episode of Brain Meets Mind. With the coronavirus pandemic being the current topic of discussion all around the world, I figured it would only be appropriate to shed some light on the current situation, which is why we are talking about social distancing. I'm your host, Amy J, and here on Brain Meets Mind, I extend the basic scientific idea that structure determines function to the fields of neuroscience and psychology. The title of the podcast is a metaphor for my own journey, first as a neuroscience graduate of Georgia Tech, and then as a human being and a lifelong learner. Through my weekly episodes, I aim to break down seemingly complex neuroscience into understandable content that can help you maximize your potential. Plus, nearly every episode includes a weekly challenge so that you too can join me on this beautiful journey of personal growth. You know that your brain is capable of it, so you just have to let your mind prove it. Here we go. Coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, has taken the world by storm. Quite literally. While memes all over social media have attempted to bring relief to the situation, institutions like the World Health Organization and the CDC have taken extensive measures to define health precautions. In fact, the term social distancing has been widely emphasized throughout mainstream media, in addition to the terms quarantine and isolation. For the purpose of this episode, I want to take a second to break down each one of these. According to the CDC, social distancing refers to, quote, remaining out of congregate settings, avoiding mass gatherings, and maintaining distance from others when possible. Quarantine is the next level of precaution, and it applies to those who have been exposed to a communicable disease but may not yet be symptomatic. And finally, isolation suggests the separation of a person or group of people reasonably believed to be infected with a communicable disease and potentially may be infectious towards others. Regardless of which one may apply to you at the moment, we've all been affected by the idea of suddenly being away from people, places, or things that we're so accustomed to having around us. So I thought this topic was particularly interesting because it seems like the goal right now is to limit our interactions with others who may be able to transmit the virus to us. That's where the idea of loneliness comes in. I was reading an article which talked about the effect of being alone for extended periods of time, and those happen to include both mental and physical effects. Psychologists have found that we may make our bodies more susceptible to catching a cold or experiencing depression, for example. Extended loneliness can lower cognitive function, and some studies suggest that it can even lead to heart disease or reduce our life expectancy by up to 15 years. The Scientific American and the former Surgeon General of the United States went as far as to suggest that loneliness in the long run can cause effects that are similar to those of smoking or obesity. Now, I know that these implications are more likely to occur after an extended period of social distancing, 
but getting into a new swing of things overnight when the world suddenly appears to be falling apart can certainly have a persisting effect on us as we move into the next few days, weeks, or who knows, even the next few months. As you may know, last week I was at PodFest 2020, where I had the privilege of interacting with the creators of Buzzsprout. As someone who knew nothing about editing audio, creating an RSS feed, and publishing episodes, I'm so incredibly grateful for Buzzsprout. It's the easiest way to launch a podcast as they give you everything that you need to get started. They hooked me up with my own personalized website, audio players to add to other sites, detailed analytics, and tools to help advertise my show. They distribute the episodes to every major podcast streaming platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, feel free to follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you and helps support the show so that I can continue to bring you great content. Now, back to the show. All right, so this article also presented an important question as far as social well-being is concerned. They asked, how can we maintain positive social health while also limiting ourselves from contracting an infection? Here's where I'm including a few tips on just how to do so. Number one, technology has progressed within the past 30 years to where connecting with someone is as easy as picking up the phone and calling, texting, or video calling them. So please take a second to resort to this instead of feeling the need to meet up in person and possibly contribute to the global pandemic. Number two, become involved in an online community. I mentioned Creative Mornings in an episode with Josh, and I was actually quite excited to hear that their next meetup will be a virtual one. I high-key recommend attending an online lecture in your community. They're located in 214 cities across 65 countries, so fear not, there's plenty of online events for you to choose from. Number three, think practically and not emotionally. We're naturally inclined to worry when things don't go according to plan, and the mere thought of contracting something that's invisible to the naked eye can trigger anxiety, worry, and fear. In many, thinking about time off from work, paying bills, not having enough food for the family, etc. can make it much worse. So, I advise you not to flip out over the thought of the whole country shutting down, and rather to make a plan, be practical, and to prepare for what's to come. Speaking of prep, my next point is to not be a hoarder. There are plenty of people out there who need the tissues, hand sanitizer, and food, perhaps more than you do, so help yourself to one or two products, but don't be that person that empties out the shelves. If you need to, feel free to keep a loved one in mind if you need some self-control, but I'm not even being sarcastic when I say that hoarding is not good for you, even from a psychological standpoint. So do what you got to do, but remember, we're fighting this as a global population. Number five, practice self-care. Take a deep breath, relax, and think about things that you usually enjoy doing. Stay positive and be supportive towards those around you. 
My last one is less of a tip and more of a request. Please consider the greater picture. You may be perfectly healthy with no underlying conditions or symptoms, but that definitely does not mean that you cannot contract the virus and transmit it to someone who is more susceptible. Please think of your family, friends, or other loved ones before you decide to leave the house, travel, or interact with others unless it's absolutely necessary. Step outside of your shoes and please consider the effect of doing your part to make sure that those around you can continue to care for their children or visit their grandparents without fear and so that we can all return to our normal lives sooner rather than later. This week's challenge is to be a better social distancer. Take any one of the tips that I mentioned earlier and apply them to your mindset. Choose to connect over texting, nurture your existing relationships, or maybe even have a virtual happy hour. And if you're really bored, I'm inviting you over to at Brain Meets Mind podcast over on Instagram to let me know more of what you'd like to see on the pod in the future, as well as to participate in some very exciting polls this week. Just one last reminder, let's do our part to spread kindness and not the coronavirus, please. Stay informed, stay safe, and stay healthy, and I will see you next Monday. Thank you.